out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing. There is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. I hope you are doing just splendidly today. The arrangements for today's chat with Marvin went so quickly and smoothly that it nearly feels weird to sit here with him at the moment. I must give him that. When one asks Marvin to help out, he is always willing. I really appreciate that. I have been watching Marvin's personal growth over the last couple of years and get a warm feeling in my heart when I see how successful he is in this seriously difficult and competitive entertainment industry. He seems to be living a beautifully balanced life with a significant spiritual slant. Let's hear more about this, shall we? Right, after this false start, let's see if we can get it right this time. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming through. I really appreciate it. I know that you know, we're all busy and to get somebody to come through on a, what day is it, Wednesday afternoon is quite a mission. But I'm glad that we got it right. So thank you very much. So how are you doing? It's a pleasure. Uh, yeah, thanks for asking me. I'm, I'm good. And uh, things happen to be slowing down towards the end of the year. I'm not, I'm not as busy anymore. I, I made all my deadlines and I handed in when I had to. And today I have time. Oh, so awesome. Yeah. Thank God for small mercies. <laughs> do you do silly season? Um, I do family. I, I don't do... I'm not religious and I, the whole... Christmas thing is not really my thing, but I do like food and I like family. So. <laughs> do you do traditional ham and turkey and all that? Yeah, oh, unfortunately. Cool. Um, That's the one thing that I do about Christmas as well, yeah. like you. I do a very good ham. And last year I did the best one ever. And I can't find the recipe. <laughs> So I've been searching the net obsessively to try to find the, the ham recipe that I did last year and I can't remember what it was. So you said that you're not religious. I'm not religious, no. Okay. Did you grow up with religion? Yeah, I think my parents, out of trying to keep me on the right path, felt that religion was, Christianity specifically, was, was the way to do that. But yeah, I, don't know. I started questioning it, I moved away from it became what I would call a staunch atheist <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually kind of find my way back to my own understanding of spirituality if you will yeah. okay so the religion was organized religion in terms of church yeah in terms of church did the whole confirmation thing went in to Sunday in yeah. okay yeah so you did Sunday school did the confirmation did the whole thing yeah okay Nachmal <laughs> oh my <laughs> word <laughs> yeah. I think I did one Nachmal and that was when I got confirmed, and then I never went back again. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I struggle to stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, Is that the problem? And I see, I, yeah, I mean, I would like to go because I have heard one or two pretty nice messages that are sort of more broad that I could latch onto. Yeah. But it's just so boring most of the time. So, My yeah. oldest sister and I could never sit still ah. and she always played with the jewelry in church so she was she wasn't allowed to wear any any jewelry and i wasn't allowed to kick my legs so i always <laughs> had to sit next to my mother so that she could kind of kind of keep me so i, I was the youngest so i had uh -huh. his next mother and my older sister 
had to not wear jewelry because she constantly made a noise and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and now she has converted to Greek Orthodox. Oh, wow. And they have these long services. So I don't know how the hell she does it. But anyway, that's, that's not my mother's problem, anymore, <laughs> which is okay. Yeah. So you grew up in the Platteland, Western Cape Platteland. I was born in the Northern Cape, about 80 k's from a town called Calfinia. Okay. In a small town called Lurisfontein. Oh my God, I've heard of Lurisfontein before. Yeah, it's, it exists. It's a real place. <laughs> it's on a map. It's on a map. It's got its dot. <laughs> it has a spar. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was born in the... The vast open spaces of the Great Karoo. And how old were you when you moved away? I was nine or ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you still have a memory, you at least have a memory of it. Oh, yeah. lovely. My earliest memories are. Oh, cool. Of that, yeah. Last year, at the end of winter, when winter just didn't want to go away, mm. I just said to my husband, I'm sick of this cold. I want to go somewhere where it's warm. I mm. want to go on a holiday and I want to go, I, I want to get, I want to be warm. So I booked a holiday for us in the Karoo for December. <laughs> We got to 46 degrees twice. That's a different kind of warm. <laughs> dry, dry, yeah. dry heat. Yeah. I was happy. I really was. So you can remember the heat. and I enjoy the heat. I love the heat. Yeah. Um, the last time I was there, I, I remember just sleeping. And I couldn't figure out why I didn't want to do anything. And then I remembered that... <laughs> Going outside just is... It just taps <laughs> every, everything out yeah, of you. Yeah, cool. but I do enjoy it. I, okay. I like and then from Lurisfontein? Uh, we moved to the west coast to a, t- a town called Friedendal. Okay. Uh, where I spent another uh, seven years. I think we moved... I moved with my parents from there when I was 16. So that was from, yeah, let's say seven years. Ooh. Yeah. So during the hormonal phase, Storm and Drang Yara, Yeah. Pulled yeah. out of your safety zone into a new, yeah, Oi. into a new school. How did you? Setting. How did you find that? Um, traumatic. In hindsight, obviously, at the time I didn't realize. Yeah, I was not in touch with with your feelings. Yeah, but uh, it was a traumatic experience. I'm not really. I'm not. It takes me a while to speak to people. I'm not really comfortable speaking to people. So making new friends was always a challenge for me. And at that age, oh yeah, um, it was. It really was a challenge. It took me long. It took me a really long time. Why did you move? My father was uh, worked in education um, okay. all his life, so he got a promotion, and then okay. had to move. And it was, so it it looked like the better deal for yeah. everyone: better schools for me and my brother, better facilities for them. Um, it just seemed to make okay, sense. Yeah. It was just it was a difficult time for me. Yeah, that's when you came to Paul. Yeah, that's okay. when you came to Paul. Cool. And are you only two children? Yeah, just me and my, my younger brother. How old is he? Oh, okay. How, how, what's the age difference? Nine years. Nine years yeah. difference. Okay. Yeah. So he was born just before we left Louis Okay. Yeah. And how do you get along? Fantastic. It's my best friend. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. So he must be late teens now. I've got no, no, idea how old no, you are. He, I, am, I turned 32 in a few Okay. In a few days. Actually, oh, wow. On the 31st of December. I oh, my 30. God. What an... Awful time to have a birthday. Because <laughs> <laughs> anybody to possibly be... forget your birthday. Funnily enough, no. No, no. I think that might be because of Facebook now. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I used to, I used to really love my birthday because on the thirty-first of December, no matter a... where I went, there was a massive party going. Oh, on. yeah. So it was perfect to just slot yeah, in. There and was have a, a good party. Time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I like to 
now I like to sort of wake up on the 1st of January, nice and quiet, I, I hear you. go for a run. <laughs> being, being, if, you, if you were a true egocentric person, you could feel, this is my party. <laughs> the whole world is celebrating my birth. Yeah. <laughs> there was possibly a phase in your life where you did believe that. I, I think it might have felt like that at some point, yeah. Listen, um, so at the age of 16, you arrived in a relatively bigger dorp called Paul. Yeah. And were you a, a boyki? No, boy or? no, I was not. Um, I went to I went to Paul Gymnasium. Okay. And it's a, a rugby school. I don't want, it's, it's, it has a massive focus on sport, specifically mm. rugby. And uh, I happened to find the, the drama group. Okay. And started doing drama. So uh, bad you wanted to fit in. Bad, bad decision if you want to really fit in. bad decision if you want to fit in. <laughs> so I had a bit of trouble fitting in. Uh, but I mean, it's, uh, I, I found a small group of friends who I don't really have contact with anymore, and kind of made it work. It was also the perfect thing. It had to happen because that I now make a career out of that. So yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So after school, you studied drama. Yeah, so after school I took I took a year took a gap year. I took a gap year. Oh wow. I went overseas for a Is little it? bit. Yeah. Where did you go? I went to America for four months. What the yeah. hell did you do in America? I worked at a summer camp. Oh wow. Yeah, I worked in uh, Wisconsin for a few months, which was good. It was a fantastic learning experience. I discovered that I liked to write while I was there. Okay. <laughs> I also unfortunately discovered that I really like to drink while I was there. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the start of a of a different journey. Uh yeah, so two things came out of that experience was okay. that I, I really liked to write and I really liked to drink. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. you're still busy with one and left the other. I'm I am i am still I'm also now a, a writer by profession and left the drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The two did not go together, did they? No, well not coherently in any case. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> It worked fabulously while you were doing it yeah, at, at the yeah. time and afterwards trying to make sense of it. <laughs> trying to edit that, it's just, it's torture. Okay. <laughs> and coming back from Wisconsin, that's when you decided that drama is going yes. to be it. Yeah, I think I decided there. I don't recall making the decision, which is an interesting thing for me. I know that when I left high school, after having done the sort of the final play of in, in my high school okay. career, I was kind of toying with the idea of going to and then the next thing I can remember I was I was the first year at drama school oh, wow. um, without having spent much time thinking about it so d- to me it feels like I was just kind of drawn okay. in, into that um, do you have to audition to get into drama school or can any I mean you have to any idiots really can't just walk in and say I want to be an actor no um, the, the process now I think is is a bit more I think you you do have to audition now. Okay. When I applied, I had to write an essay, okay. <laughs> stating why I, I I thought that I should be allowed into drama school. That incidentally was also a year full of academics, and I'm the only actor that came out. <laughs> I'm okay. the only person still working from oh, wow. from that year. Yeah, everyone else kind of started doing something else. Okay. Yeah. And at that stage in your life, where did you stand? Spiritually, did you have any concept of spirituality? I'd say I was searching. I was, I'd at that stage already let go of the idea of organized religion. Okay. I became friends with an atheist who 
was convincing. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and he was also convincing because he, he knew the Bible so well mm. um, that he could point out all these contradictions in the Bible. And it was, and he, he made a very compelling case for just the fact that there, according to him, was no God. Um, at least, no, not the God that that's mentioned in the Bible. And that, it's yeah, interesting sort of, how how people with such a good knowledge of the Bible can also be such good contrarians, if that's a word where one can sounds use. Sounds like a star sign, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got a friend whose father was a pastor, and he always said, "I wasn't taught the Bible; it was murdering to me." Ah. And he really, really knows the Bible well, so therefore he became the most blessed famous person ever because he knew the bible so well to change everything yeah so he became a very huge enemy wow. <laughs> because he had that knowledge wow. <laughs> same with your friend <laughs> yeah he would close to being what i would call a christian basher at times <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just because he could take apart the entire belief structure yeah by simply refuting whatever they would say to him yeah. he, he had the knowledge to just counter that with you know, yeah, was it was this this adversity? This was adversity. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God! And then we're also in that phase where we philosophical oh. and, <laughs> and so smart. <laughs> the arrogance of youth oh, is what wow. I like to call it. <laughs> and then you grow up. And then yeah, yeah. Okay, so you were searching, and did you, except for atheism, atheism is that a word? Yeah. That's, did you that's the word. find anything else? Um, I did not. Uh, I, I tried various things. At that stage, what happened then is I, I, I kind of found psychedelics, okay. which became a way of another way of looking for spirituality, um, which can feel very, very spiritual. Yeah, and very um, real. And very real. Mm. Um, so that became my truth for a while. Um, okay. Was this this um, was just using different plants. And different chemicals to to try and yeah understand the spirit world as much as i want to say it worked i don't have anything tangible to show for it okay i can't use those experiences that yeah. i had so it felt real at that stage but it didn't take you anywhere yeah it didn't take so me you anywhere. call it false yeah. promises <laughs> i had a psychologist who said to me it's like visiting out to space and coming back empty-handed um <laughs> which is exactly <laughs> what what it felt like. That's a nice one. Yeah, um, I like it. Because I was, I did these these massive searches and just came back with more questions. Yeah. So yeah, to me it didn't really, uh, yeah, didn't help. It must have given you a kind of a lost feeling. Yeah, it it did. Also because I think the the psyche that the the, the human psyche is such a vast, scary place Oof. that to wander in there unassisted and unaccompanied. <laughs> It's a terrible thing. So I would often come back just feeling so lost and so empty and just not knowing where exactly or what what I'm looking for even and certainly not finding anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And after Varsity, what happened then? I was one of the luckiest actors in the world. (laughs) I walked straight out of Varsity. In my third year, I auditioned for for a, a, a TV series. Uh, I got the job and I moved. So I left Vasti straight into a job. Oh, wow. And um, started working, yeah, and never really asked any questions. And um, you're still working un- until now. That's excellent. Yeah, I've been I've been fairly lucky. There have been times when I've had less work. But the, I suppose that's normal, in, in my profession at least. Um, 
but uh, yeah, I'm still a working actor. Yeah. Okay, cool. Where did you move to? Johannesburg. Oh my word! <laughs> City of sin. <laughs> and what did you find there? <laughs> sin. <laughs> Yippee! Yeah, that's what it's there for. Oh wow! No, it. I found hard work and I found hard partying. Okay. Yeah. Where in Joburg did you live? I stayed in a few places. Um, mostly, I stayed in I stayed in Auckland Park for a while. Okay. And then I moved to Ilovo. Okay. Yeah, and I stayed in Ilovo for. I was only there for a year, and then the place my contract ended one, and two, I was terrified of Johannesburg okay. and being there on my own. Yeah. So I was twenty two then. Oh. So was well. that? <laughs> yeah. That's a young age to be brought from. I mean, Paul is a small town. Yeah, I was still, uh, I wasn't, I definitely was not ready for the big city. Okay. Where did you study? Stellenbosch or UCT? Yeah, Stellenbosch. Stellenbosch. Okay, yeah. so also a small town. So coming yeah. from a small town, I was still, I wanted to be barefoot in the mountains. Yeah. You know, or at least, it, uh, yeah. So, so I left Johannesburg as quickly as possible. And came back to Paul. And came back to, yeah, I was kind of in between Stellenbosch and Paul at that okay. stage. Are your parents still in Paul? Where are they now? No, my parents recently, my father retired okay. and moved. He now stays uh, in Langerbahn, close to the beach, like he's always wanted to do. Lovely. <laughs> so, yeah. So, no, Paul is not, um, I don't know, I, I wouldn't, I don't think I ever called it home. It was just the place I stayed. Um, it's, funnily enough, it's the place people associate with me when they, everyone still sometimes think I, People still think I stay there. So do I. So, <laughs> and, um, and to me, it's, I always have to say, no, no, no. This is. I recently signed a contract that I had to amend because I said, why is there Paul on here? <laughs> I haven't stayed in Paul for years. So where are you? In Stellenbosch? I rent a place on a farm just outside Stellenbosch. Oh, lovely. So, yeah. So that must be quite conducive for writing. Mm. It's fantastic for writing. I have this view of the vineyards. Oh, lovely. I just opened my curtains and kind of sit and stare. Mm. Yeah. And what type of stuff do you write? Um, I write for a TV series. I write for soap. So Is it? Oh, wow. Television writing, yeah. So you, you're a paid writer. You're, you're a real writer. I'm an actual <laughs> paid writer. The thing is, the, the thing that I, since I made the plan to, okay, I, need, I want to be a professional writer. I want to write professionally. It was kind of strongly suggested that I write every day. Okay. So, I can't afford to do that. I just can't. I don't have the means, excuse me, the financial means to constantly to write every day. So I've made a way of kind of practicing and then it's a long story. But I eventually been two years in the making and I find, and this year I started writing for this TV series. Awesome. So now I can practice writing every day and get paid for it. So oh, which is fantastic. That is, <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Listen, and how did it happen that you got this job? People know about you? Did you so present? I don't know. How, did, how does one get a work job as a writer? <laughs> what happened was I, I've always wanted to write. And then my writing would come easier if I had a glass of red wine. Um, and then maybe two glasses of red wine. <laughs> Then after the third glass of red wine, the writing would take on a different kind of <laughs> feel. <laughs> um, From romance to porn, <laughs> one glass of wine. <laughs> it became uh, so strange. And um, I also like, I really like to get stoned. 
So I tried to get stoned, and because the ideas I had when I got yeah, oh, yeah, I can so identify but with that. But then my well. brain, my hands couldn't keep up with the yeah. speed that my thoughts were moving at. So I was useless, and I couldn't. And the next day, you can't remember I those can't brilliant remember those ideas. ideas yeah. Yeah. That was always the worst. Week. While I'm stoned, I would think I must remember this. I must remember. Yeah, this. Yeah. I must remember this. And tomorrow, it's oh, a few That's minutes gone. later, it's gone. Even the notes that I kept didn't make sense. Are you serious? I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't understand what I was trying to say. The notes make no sense. Then when I stopped smoking and stopped drinking, six months after that, I completed my first film. Okay. Uh, I, I wrote the film. Then I wrote another one. This was complete by uh, what feels like a fluke that I got that job. I had written a... Sorry, films that were made? Films that were made. So these... <laughs> the, <yeah>. okay. <laughs> I, so, I hope you believe in some form of God because it definitely <laughs> sounds like some form of God is out there looking after you like in big time. I do. I've, I have. I made peace with the fact that I can be quite lucky. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what happened is I, I wrote. I wrote a a a short film. It was intended to be a short film and then became a pilot episode for a TV series. That oh, was still, I'm still trying to sell this thing. Anyway, so I took it to a producer, um, and the producer. Without, I didn't know why he wanted my email address, but he said, can I have your email address? And then entered it into his computer. Two days later, I got a call from the head writer for this new project that was that then ended up, I ended up then writing these two films for them. Oh, wow. So that's how that came about. And that's how, kind of how my career as a writer started. Okay. And then this year, I, I approached the TV series that I'm currently writing for and said, hey, this is what I do now. Can I start? And then there was a whole process of them testing me and sending scripts back and forth. And eventually they said, okay, cool. We like what you do. You can start. So, Fantastic. <laughs> so that's where we are now. Would you say you living your dream? Or is Hollywood your dream? No, Hollywood is not my dream. I've, I've, I ask myself this <laughs> quite often. <laughs> this um, wasn't supposed to be a sweet question or a... <laughs> it was actually a close-ended question. A yes, or, a yes or no. <laughs> what I I decided I have these uh, these little walks that I take where I kind of pray, if you want to call it that, and I have this discussion with with my understanding of God or the higher power or creator or whatever you want to call this entity, and I need to check obviously constantly what where I'm going and yeah. you know if if the ideas that I have for my life and where it's going align with sort yeah. of the the d- divine idea for the where my life plan. The, big, yeah. the bigger plan <laughs> so then I thought if I if I am going to do Hollywood then it would be with a show that I have written okay either a show a movie a TV show or a movie that I've written that I've created I don't I don't agree with the 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 Hollywood kind of model uh, of of fame and yeah. ego driven kind of um, the whole yeah the whole, yeah. yeah the I'm worship of, the, one, yeah. of 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 actors just because I think it's unhealthy I think it's unhealthy for anyone's ego to be <laughs> that inflated of, yeah, yeah so it's it's a conflicting idea for me yeah even though it would mean kind of success and hopefully yeah. financial success it, it would mean for me at least a challenge spiritually yeah. yeah okay so you're doing what you love you're doing what you want to do yeah and that yeah that's as close to living your dream as you want to so it the is, question yeah. is just so you're living your dream do you want to make the dream big or not and that that's kind of what you're thinking of and what you're praying about and yeah. what you, you're debating with your, your entity bigger than yourself yeah so 
So from what I can gather is that there's definitely a being, an energy that you tap into. Do you have any idea what that is? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> um, I have but, no but idea. But it's definitely there. It's there and the contact is, is very real for okay. me. Okay. And uh, I have the experience, and I, I often speak about this experience because it's, it's so profound for me. Um, when I first kind of made contact with, with this, when I, when I was first able to really pray and have a connection when I was praying, um, was when I was, I had come to what people would call a, a rock bottom. I was, okay. I was, I'd, I had no idea where my life was going. I was physically depleted. Um, I was emotionally depleted and I, I, I didn't know what to do with my life. And the only thing kind of out of desperation that I could think to do was to call out to something. Yeah. You know? At that stage, I was calling it God. Um, because that's kind of the universal, universally accepted yeah. name for this for this thing. And um, funnily enough, and I don't know if this is because I was just still under the influence, which I don't think I was, or if it was I climbed a mountain, maybe it was endorphins. Doing, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I sat on this mountain and I had a I had a, a, a pretty much an hour long conversation of like just me asking questions and getting answers. Oh wow. Yeah, um, which was a big turning point. So I don't really care what I was speaking to. The point yeah. is that at that stage, it helped. Yeah. Um, and it shifted my life into a, a direction where I could actually start making changes. So that was the rock bottom happened. And after rock bottom, the spiritual awakening happened. You, you can nearly call it that way. Yeah. That, was, that lifted you off your knees and say, okay, let, let, yeah. let's go a different direction and see if this works. Yeah. Yeah, that was the moment um, of, I suppose, moment of clarity, okay. I guess you could call it. Yeah. And how did your life change from that moment? Did it? <laughs> I'm quite stubborn, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it didn't change immediately. It changed for about, it changed for about a month, um, and then I kind of forgot that. <laughs> I forgot that there are certain things that I need to do and certain things that I really can't do. So it was good for about a month, and then I was, <laughs> I remember the day actually, I was like, my life was so amazing, I'm going to go out and celebrate. <laughs> uh, bad idea, bad idea. So, so I went out and I celebrated, and I fucked it up. I <laughs> like, yeah. So I eventually, I, I, at least at that stage, I knew where, sort of, what yeah, I should you, be doing. You had knowledge of the difference yeah. Of the other side, yeah. of how different it can be. Yeah. So was it easy to pull back to the other side? Um, no, it, it wasn't easy. Um, it was a complete change. It was. It really was a complete change. Um, a, a change in terms of who I thought I was, who I thought I had to be, habits, um, friends, like everything changed. So I'm not. It was a. It was difficult, but it was completely worth it. Fantastic. Yeah. You mentioned something earlier about the kind of ego culture of Hollywood. Yeah. When I think of people in your profession, I think ego. Yeah. And if I think of you, that's the last thing I think about. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it sounds as if notwithstanding the fact that you don't seem to be that into ego, as if it doesn't seem to hold you back. Do you think one 
needs that ego-driven type of persona to make it in the industry? Or are you actually an egotistical bastard when I didn't see you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I had, I had a conversation with a South African actor who seems to be kind of nudging at the Hollywood model. Or, or nudging at, he's doing a lot of um, Universal Pictures films and he's, and he's in Cape Town. And we spoke about this. We spoke about, he kind of turns that on. He turns on that, that kind of Hollywood bravado. Okay. That... We see it as being egotistical. They just see it as that's what needs, of, that's that, what needs to yeah. needs to happen. So, I have a feeling that it is kind of that a certain level of arrogance is needed. I'm just not comfortable with it. If I could have f- uh, success without fame, then that would be fantastic. Also, because I get anxious in large groups of people, <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. so I can't, I really don't like large groups, and I don't like a lot of attention. If it is needed, then I'm in trouble. I'm trying to find a way of achieving as much success as I can without inflating the ego. Okay. Yeah. If you could find that balance, that ego balance, success balance, what would the ultimate picture of your life look like? Uh, sure, I don't know. So I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. I think that for me, we can't... I feel like we kind of need the ego to survive uh, in in the world as we have it yeah. set up at the moment. I also don't think that a complete death of the ego is necessarily a good thing. Yeah. You know? Well, there's no way I can see that. I, I can't. I, I can't conceptualize that at all. And yeah. I, I think that there's, there's quite a lot of spiritual practices that that kind of. What's the word? Proclaims the death of ego. Death which of ego, kind of, yeah. What? <laughs> what exactly do you mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For yeah. a self-centered bastard like me, no. <laughs> it's, not going, it's not going to happen. <laughs> don't, even, don't even think about it. <laughs> it's a thing that sells you. Yeah. A, yeah. Because yeah. your job is ultimately a sales job. Yes. Which, um, is, which is weird to, to think about. Like my job at the moment as well. It's a, it's a sales job, you know. Sales, which, yeah. which if somebody ever told me I'll end up in sales and the product I'm going to sell is myself I would have, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this this is not going to happen yeah. <laughs> and yet we, 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 we seem to be able to do it so what do you do to keep yourself spiritually fit before he answers this question I just need to say that He's definitely doing something to keep himself physically fit because you have, since I've got to know you, you have changed a lot. Is physical fitness part of your spiritual practice? Physical fitness is part of my spiritual practice. It's also somewhat of an obsession. Ah. <laughs> so it's, I think it's, the physical fitness started, my mother's an athlete. Ah. Um, my father's an academic. So my, I always went running with my mother. And, oh, cool! Nice. And that was so. It's still, and I just, I'm just rediscovering okay. that. I'm just kind of, I just about five years, four years ago, picked that up again. Oh, fabulous! And carried on with it. I saw a picture you posted on Facebook once. Just oh, I finished the 10k with your mother, and I thought, yeah, how yeah. awesome is this to be able to run with your with, with, with your mother? Yeah, it really is good, and I really enjoy. Being is able she to still around? Is she around? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you see around. her often. These regular. Um, and the, a fantastic relationship that I have with them now. Awesome. The spiritual fitness, physical fitness ties into that, especially running and especially running outdoors um, is 
one of the best ways I've found to just. Do you do road or trail? Uh, trail. Is it? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh. You talk about anxiety. Yeah. Trail running for me, I get so anxious. Really? I'm constantly afraid I'm going to fall. Yeah. And yeah. for me, running is a part of my meditation practice. Okay. So you need to go into autopilot. And I go into yeah. autopilot. I disappear into a world of, I count my steps. Okay. Um, okay. So it becomes just one, two, three, four. That's from my hurdling days. One, yeah. two, three, four. Or, I don't know, I disappear. In trail running, I can't do this. And right. you constantly need to, 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 to concentrate about where you put your, your feet. Yeah. And so I don't find it relaxing. And I become quite anxious about the fact that I, I could fall, I could hurt myself. Right. You know, I'm a fag, you know, I don't want to smash my face. <laughs> <laughs> it might do it favors, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I think that's what f- is appealing about trail running for me, is the fact that it's so all-encompassing. Like, I, I need to pay give it all my attention. You need to be present. Yeah, completely You adrenaline present. rushes. So If there's a lapse in concentration, yeah. you fall. I think that's what I like about it. Okay. Um, and I've seen people fall and I've fallen myself. I stopped doing long runs. I, I, start, I, I limit myself at 10Ks. Okay. Um, just because I, I discovered the last time I went longer than 10Ks, no, I, I was approaching the 10K mark. And I was like, this is, my body doesn't enjoy this. Mm. It, it's, it's just... My favorite distance is 10Ks. Yeah. It, it's short enough to go relatively fast, yeah. but and long enough to be really challenging. Yeah. Um, anything longer is my body also just kind of... You know, but then I am slightly older than you are. So um, <laughs> when I have to listen to more and more to the old body as, <laughs> as you grow older. So what other spiritual practices do you do? I do... Okay, so the... Something that, that's come, a lot, come on my path that has been phenomenal in terms of keeping spiritually fit has been practicing the 12 steps, okay. um, which I do regularly, or I do, it's an ongoing thing. And then to, to have an actual out loud verbal conversation with something, with okay. some, with... Step 11, conscious contact. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. So that's a big one for me, and that I do regularly. That I, I, I go for a walk and I just... Like that's this is another reason why I need to stay on a farm because you can't walk around the city speaking, yeah. like, you know, talking out it loud. It sounds lovely. It sounds very idyllic. That's fantastic. Yeah, it really is. It's it's. I need it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, I've, maybe I've just become accustomed to it because of, this is kind of I've this is how I've been living for a yeah. while. I keep finding, looking for. If I have to move, I look for another house on a farm. See, so you're still relatively young. Don't you find it kind of isolating, isolated, or do you need that for your writing? I think I need that as a person. Uh, it's okay. fantastic for the writing. I don't really, I don't. So the person needs it and the profession gains from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need, I, I definitely am happier and healthier with solitude. Okay. When, like, and then I can choose. To engage, to engage with people. Yeah, but mostly I need, I just need to. Okay. So we're talking exercise. We're talking pre meditation, nearly in terms of the walking as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That and <laughs> you do service, so that's excellent. Yeah. I've never said yeah. no whenever I've asked. <laughs> For that, I'm eternally grateful. <laughs> Anything else? I, th- I think. Someone. This has been. A, a sort of crucial definition for me was what uh, someone defined spirituality once um, in quite a practical way and he said spirituality is simply the way that you interact with the world so 
I think that is probably the most ongoing practice of spirituality that I, like that. That I have is mm. that I tend to see everything as a miracle. So, and this is trained behavior. This isn't something I <laughs> was born doing. Yeah. It's something I had to teach myself. There really is something wonderful in every moment. Yeah. You know? That's excellent. Now, you don't have to talk about this if you don't want to, but understand this love, love in the air. <laughs> is, yeah. that, is that, did you go out and look for it or did your higher power bring it on, on your path? Um, I think it's the latter. So I was in a relationship, in a very long relationship that ended. And then I was kind of, I said, I'm just, I really don't want another relationship. Not now. So I was kind of hoping to just <laughs> take it easy. If you want God to laugh, <laughs> tell him your plans. <laughs> like, I'm going to spend some time just focusing on what I want to do and not, you know, not have to take someone else's wants and needs and desires into account. Yeah, because um, it's hard work. It is, yeah, it is. To, uh, um, <laughs> recently discovered I'm in some way still thinking like a like a single person, <laughs> kind of making plans like I'm the Ooh. only one involved. So that will be pointed out to you in no uncertain <laughs> terms. Um, but yeah, and then incidentally, accidentally kind of met someone and we, we really um, get along. In your industry? Um, yes, in my industry. Ooh, um, a couple. <laughs> Not at you all. magazine, so here we is, come. <laughs> this has been fantastic. Is that she's she's also really opposed to oh, fantastic to the glamorization of of individuals. Oh, cool. Um, so it works. Yeah. Is she uh, here in Cape Town? She's in Stellenbosch. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's local. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fabulous. It all just seemed to work out. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah. I'm really excited to hear that. I don't know. I don't know why. When, when I asked you the other day, I don't know why I asked you. But I always look at you and think, you're such a nice guy. I hope there's a girlfriend somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I was very excited when I heard there is one. You yeah. She she shared the love with somebody else. So my last question, and I'm going to ask it in a standard way. Mm. And are you happy? Also, a question I keep asking myself: <laughs> Am I happy? Um, Yes, I am happy, um, but but this somehow this happiness is always kind of leaning into being unsatisfied. Okay. Discontent. No, no. Discontent is too 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 strong a word. Um, I, I struggle. Feeling with, there must be more. Yeah, yeah. But I I enjoy creating more. I enjoy knowing that that if there is more, it's up to me to like find that way okay. to find the way into into what to else take responsibility can be. for that that need that is inside you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, at the same time, I'm I'm completely happy with where I am and how things are going and and what I have achieved and what I am achieving, both professionally and spiritually, and personally. Um, That's excellent. So there's there are moments when I feel. I should be doing more. Um, mm. And then... That word should. Yeah. Ban it. Yeah. Ban oh. it. <laughs> should good word. <laughs> should good word. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so whenever it comes up, I need to... That's usually when I when I, I take a long walk. Okay. And have a proper nice heart-to-heart with, with, with my high power. For me, when I say things out loud, 
it's just a way of I get some perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I'll, mm. I'll have this thought in my head, and as soon as I say it loud, loud I realize how ridiculous it sounds. That's really interesting yeah. what you're saying. I have this thing where if something bad, even, no, no, it's normally bad. If something bad happens to me, I cannot say it. I cannot tell somebody. It's as if the minute it's out of my mouth, it's real. Right. And for as long as I keep it in, it, it, it's not real. And when I eventually get myself to open my fucking mouth and just say it, then oh, <laughs> the, the reality is actually not, not that bad. Do you have a pet? I do, yeah. I actually have a few pets. Oh, cool. Um, so I had, out of the previous relationship that, that ended, I have the, we, we, had, we have uh, two little dogs. There was actually a fuckload of animals. <laughs> <laughs> what type of what type of dogs? Two, uh, the one's a, a schnauzer. Oh wow! Uh, it's the cutest thing, and the other one is a dog. <laughs> <laughs> a real I dog. Just, I'm not sure what she is. Fabulous! Yeah, I love the. I, I think I love those the best. They are fantastic. <laughs> really low maintenance. <laughs> just they they just go, and then they are they were. We rescued these these two kittens, three kittens. Sorry, um, that were it's a long story i ended up bottle feeding these oh these, my word three little things because they were they slide the umbilical cord on oh my and god the mother was nowhere oh. so then there were these three and i still have one of them the, the one ran away and the other one is staying with the friend's okay. mother so uh currently with me have one cat okay so two dogs one cat two dogs and one cat the, the dogs don't stay with me no. okay no Awesome. Because I can see you kind of with an animal. I don't know why. It, it, I love Just animals, in, the, yeah. in the romantic picture in my head, that, that, <laughs> that's the way it, it, it should be. And what's a like writer without a, a, something that is dog lying at his feet to a cat lying close to him? That's, yeah, that's it a, does yeah. seem strange for me. Do the cat go and go, go on walks with you? The, yeah, the cat oh, does you go it? Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. The cat awesome. loves walks. So I just kind of call it and it... That's fabulous. Runs along and is very vocal when we walk. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Jock and I went on a holiday in that same Karoo holiday where we were so fucking yeah. hot. Yeah. We ended up in Plate and we stayed on a small holding. And those people had lots of horses, lots of dogs and three cats. And sure. every afternoon they would take the dogs for a walk and did all the dogs in a row and the three cats. <laughs> all, <laughs> it was so sweet. All three cats went for a walk. And they got all three cats as kittens at different times, but the cats grew up with the dogs. So nice. they just nice. got used to it. And it was so sweet to see these cats go on walks. Now, I take Dyson for walks every morning. Oh, Because nice. he's so vocal. Right. He, the, in the previous complex, they complained that he is too noisy. So we can't let him out. Okay. So I, I take him on you a walk with, 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 with a leash. leash. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> and most people go, I've never seen a cat going on a walk. Well, this, this one does. <laughs> Marvin, wow. thank you so, so, so very much. I enjoyed this thoroughly. It was good to, number one, to get to know you better. And number two, to just learn about your spirituality and spiritual journey. But I think what I liked about this most, about this chat, was your, your sense of peace that you have. It's really lovely. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, it's um, at the 
at the risk of sound, sounding egotistical, it hasn't it hasn't been easy to find, <laughs> to find peace. I thought you were um, going to say, wait until you get into my head and discover it's not like that. <laughs> no, I do, I do feel I do feel quite peaceful. Awesome. Um, I do feel like uh, most days, like I'm on the right path. Fantastic. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank eh? you. It was great to have Marvin in the hot seat today. We had a great laugh when we started recording, because I started brabbling away in Afrikaans, only to look up and see a very confused look on Marvin's face. I only remembered afterwards that I wanted to ask him about his involvement in flame-eating, or is it flame-throwing? I just always see these most amazing pictures on Facebook, and I would have loved to hear more. Well, next time, hopefully. I have this beautiful romantic picture in my head of Marvin's life as a writer and actor, living on a farm with his cat and being beautifully spiritually connected to everything around him. As we can hear from our chat, things have not always been easy for him, but the sense of connection and gratitude that he is experiencing seems worth it all and also worth aspiring to. It is at times like these that I nearly want to rethink our decision to not have a television set. We also hardly ever go to the movies as well, so I'm not in touch with its work at all. It sounds as if Marvin is managing to live his dream, and for that I applaud him and have immense respect for him. I wish him all of the best moving forward. If you have any feedback or remarks, please feel free to pop me an email or connect on social media. It will be great to hear from you. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za or find me on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash freddy.org.za or on Twitter at at Freddy. Remember the Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. Be safe. Bye.